Welcome to the Soul Sessions Podcast. Deep dive into the causes and real issues underlying addiction, codependency, emotional eating, weight concerns, and the trance of unworthiness. Tune in weekly to befriend, nourish, and heal body, feelings, mind, and soul. And now, your host, soul-centered psychotherapist, trauma expert, and mind-body eating coach, Jody Gale. Hey everyone, welcome to the Soul Sessions with Jodie Gale podcast. This episode is sponsored by my new Facebook group for women, Trauma Warriors. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which my office is based and across which we virtually meet and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening to this podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about complex trauma. So in Australia, One in four adults, approximately 5 million people, are estimated to have experienced significant trauma throughout childhood. And this trauma occurred in their home, in the family, in their neighbourhood, or within institutions. That's a quote by Kesselman, 2015. And I got that from Understanding Trauma, which is a document on the Blue Knot Foundation's website. So what is complex trauma? Trauma expert Bessel van der Kolk says that the traumatic stress field has adopted the term complex trauma to describe the experience of multiple and or chronic and prolonged developmentally adverse traumatic events, most often of an interpersonal nature and early life onset. These exposures often occur within the child's caregiving system and include physical, emotional and educational abandonment neglect and abuse beginning in early childhood. So the National Institute of Mental Health defines childhood trauma as the experience of an event by a child that is emotionally painful or distressful, which often results in lasting mental and physical effects. In understanding trauma and abuse, the Blue Knot Foundation advised that complex trauma is often unintentionally perpetuated by parents who have their own history of trauma. So the trauma is ongoing, repetitive, and it results in the inability to emotionally regulate and to feel safe in the world. So we're talking about anxiety, feeling anxious and unsafe in the world. The use of coping strategies such as codependent relationships, addiction, disordered eating and self-harm are prevalent in those who have suffered trauma, early childhood trauma. So complex trauma stems from adverse childhood experiences and it can appear in many forms And it's made up of and includes one or more of the following. So abandonment, neglect and abuse, and that can be emotional, cultural, physical, sexual, spiritual. Attachment-related injury resulting in anxious, ambivalent or a disorganised insecure attachment system. A lack of attunement and unavailability has happened to the child's feelings and needs by the primary caregivers which results in emotional dysregulation and a lack of trust that needs will be met. The primary caregiver's feelings and needs took precedence over the child's, which has resulted in a narcissistic wound. What that means is that the child has never fully feels seen or heard in her own right. The arrested development of the self, so that's what you know what we call developmental trauma. So arrested development of the self, which means it's a loss of self or a poor sense of self-identity. The person has experienced a deep sense of shame and guilt. They've probably been shamed and guilted. A profound sense of low self-esteem and low self-worth. 
there's a frequency of dissociative and somatic symptoms. They've learned to rely on external rather than internal cues. There's a toxic familial relationships, a dysfunctional family system, quite often in divorced families where the divorce hasn't been handled in a really healthy way, and certain parenting styles such as inconsistent parenting, perfectionistic, critical, or smothering and invasive, and of course, narcissistic parenting, where the parent has also suffered a narcissistic wound. So trauma interferes with neurobiological development, and because early experiences occur in the context of the developing brain, Neural development and social interaction are inextricably intertwined. So that's, um, again, from Van de Kolk. Schubert and Verdi in 2019 have said that trauma results in excruciatingly painful and negative stories that build over time. So the stories go something like this, and especially in the, the women that I've worked with over the years, I'm not good enough, there's something wrong with me, I have no worth, no one will love me, no one will love me if I'm fat in particular, if you're suffering with disordered eating. I am unlovable. So there are many ways that people can distract themselves from the psychic and somatic pain associated with trauma. And Canton Zaro, Dorden, Thompson in 2019 have stated that one way of doing so is to become obsessed and preoccupied with food, weight, and attempts to control the body to the extent where an eating disorder becomes the individual's primary relationship. So we're not just talking about eating disorders there either, you know, we're talking about all addiction. Instead of having a primary relationship with human beings, the primary relationship becomes with the addiction. And actually, my daughter's just started high school and already I can see with phone use, the phone has become a primary attachment for young teens and teenagers. So it's the same thing with that. Okay, so it's really important if you're suffering with childhood trauma or complex trauma, I did find a specialist who is not the word trauma informed sort of really being buzzed around in a lot of places at the moment. I know even at our school they use it, but often when I then read the description, I kind of think I don't really actually get what that really means. So it's really important to really find someone who is experienced in trauma. So working with deep-rooted attachment-related disturbances, early childhood emotional neglect and complex trauma is highly specialised work and should be with a therapeutic or psychotherapeutic counsellor. So some counselling is support counselling that is very different from therapeutic and psychotherapeutic counselling. So you want someone who's trained psychotherapeutically where they can work with what we call transference and projections in the therapeutic relationship or a psychotherapist who's trained to work at depth. So it's extremely dangerous to start digging around in early childhood wounds if the practitioner does not have a specific training to hold the individual in their deep suffering because it can be re-traumatising. A couple of years ago, I wrote an article, What Your Doctor Doesn't Tell You About How to Choose a Therapist. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. Go and have a look at that. There's also some links there to uh, articles that some of my colleagues wrote around that, which are really fantastic. I'm going to link to those as well. And in addition to this, for your own psychological safety, search for the following when choosing a psychotherapeutic counsel or psychotherapist. So it's perfectly acceptable to ask your new therapist any of the following questions. If they're defensive, that's a warning sign in my opinion. They should be very open and willing to talk to you about their own training and their own history in therapy. So you want to look at the depth and length of the counsellor or psych psychotherapist training. Should be at least four years. Some psychotherapy trainings can take as long as eight. And actually classic 
really good psychotherapy trainings usually take between four and eight years. So they're not just an academic degree. They're looking at making sure that we have our own therapy, that we're in ongoing supervision, that we do a whole lot of group work. So most good psychotherapy trainings are around eight years. Has the therapist had her own long-term debt psychotherapy? Uh, this is crucial. Therapists must have worked through their own trauma history and attachment-related injuries. Otherwise, these will interfere with the therapy and they'll play out in the therapy. Because we're having a relationship with each other, myself and you as the client, if I have not worked through my own, say, insecure attachments, then that is going to leak into the therapeutic relationship. So you want to make sure that the therapist has done her own work. Does the counsellor or psychotherapist have specific training in complex and developmental trauma? So someone might say they're trauma-informed, but have they actually been trained in complex and developmental trauma? A lot of psychotherapy and counselling trainings do not train in these models. They're they're teaching CBT and solution-focused. That is not what we're looking for here. They are useful, but that's not training people to work with complex and developmental trauma. Most psychoanalytic psychotherapists will be trained in developmental trauma and self-psychologies. They're all trained in it. Does the counsellor or psychotherapist have specific training in modalities such as attachment theory, object relations, dissociation and transference? So again, they will all come as part of a psychoanalytic training and you'd want to hope that other trauma therapists, if they aren't trained psychoanalytically, are at least going back to have a look at these things in in their um, continued professional development. What is the counsellor or psychotherapist's work experience in the trauma field? So you want to find out what other types of presentations have they been working with. Is the therapist registered with a counselling and psychotherapy federation? This will be different all over the world, but in Australia, check that your therapist is registered with PACFA or RCAT. Is the counsellor or psychotherapist in at least monthly clinical supervision for the duration of their therapy career? I know that in the US this isn't a requirement. It should be. But you want to make sure, regardless of where you are in the world, does your therapist see clinical supervision? If they don't, I think you should find someone else. Really important. An individual seeking treatment for trauma needs and deserves to have the type and length of treatment that suits your own individual needs. So currently in Australia, depth psychotherapy with highly trained psychotherapists and who are specialists in the field of complex trauma, they're not offered as a resource for individuals seeking treatment via government-funded services. So you won't find a depth psychoanalytic psychotherapist offered on the Medicare system. Your best bet to find someone like that is to go to a specific trauma-informed or a trauma training database, so somewhere like the Blue Knot Foundation, or on the PACFOR website. And it's not that Medicare psychologists and social workers are not trained in trauma. I think a lot of them are trauma-informed. That doesn't mean they're trained in those psychoanalytic uh, models that they should be. So I'm going to link to all those in the show notes. And also one of my previous guests, Laura Reagan, she now has a directory in the US, so I'm going to link to her. She also has a fantastic podcast for trauma. So she's got a podcast for therapists and a podcast for clients. I'm going to link to both of those. And I'm also just going to give you a few books here that I really enjoyed. And look, some of them might be a little bit psychotherapy, a bit sort of technical, but I know that clients have got a lot out of these books as well. So, okay. The first one's The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. 
Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker. What Happened to You by Oprah and Bruce Perry. And that's great on currently listening to that again on audio. And Oprah and Bruce both do the audio on that. So anyone who knows me knows that I love Oprah. So I'm getting a little bit of an Oprah fix on there. Walking the Tiger by Peter Levine. Healing Developmental Trauma by Lawrence Heller and Aileen Lapierre. The Drama of the Gifted Child by Alice Miller. That's also been produced as just the drama of the child. It's not always the gifted child. So if you come across either version, it's the same book. That for me was actually one of the first books I read in my psychotherapy training and it changed my life. Obviously that was 20 years ago. I think I read maybe 25 years ago, I read it now. So it's probably a little bit dated in some ways, but still a very, very good book. Trauma and Recovery by Judith Herman. The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog by Bruce Perry. It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wallen. And Healing the Child Within, Discovery and Recovery for Adult Children of Dysfunctional Families. So that's very old as well. So you might find some of the language is a bit dated, but nevertheless, really great book. So, okay, over the coming months, I'm going to be creating my inner child courses for women and inner child certificate courses for therapists. So if you go to the show notes of this episode, I'll link to the wait list for those. And in the meantime, you can join me on TikTok uh, and the, my handle there is at Nature Therapy for the Soul and on Instagram, which is at Jodie.Gale. And both of those places, I make short nature therapy videos with music and also slides to support the inner child. And that's um, the inner child of anyone suffering. So it could be with the core word is, is around the child. And then the presentation might be, or, or you know, the self-destructive de- behavior might be through addiction or eating disorders. So I'm really starting to focus on the core wounds now more than the symptoms. I just feel like we really need to get real about what's really going on with this stuff. So yes, head on over to at Nature Therapy for the Soul. That's on TikTok and on Instagram at Jody.gale. And that's for some short nature therapy videos to support regulating your nervous system. So that's it for today. Go to the soulcenter.online forward slash soul sessions. What is complex trauma? Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Soul Sessions podcast. Love this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. To learn more about how you can befriend your body, feelings, mind and soul, get Jody's free 65-page ebook at thesoulcenter.online. Until next time.